Good morning. It's Friday, October 30th. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. It's clear that two groups of voters are really critical to both candidates' paths to victory in battleground states. Women, especially in the suburbs, and Latinos. Today, we're looking at these two groups and how both candidates are trying to reach them. When it comes to women, Biden is polling roughly 25 points better than President Trump. And if that holds on Election Day, this could be the biggest gender gap in history. Now, over the past few weeks, Trump has been trying to make his case directly to suburban women on the campaign trail. So can I ask you to do me a favor? Suburban women, will you please like me? But at least according to polls, his promises are not resonating. Yeah, and Vox explains Trump has reason to be worried. In 2016, he narrowly won over suburban voters. And mind you, at the time, suburban women were a reliable part of that Republican voting bloc. Today, polling of suburban voters puts Trump behind Biden by about 10 points. The polling analysis site 538 argues part of that shift is because suburban areas are becoming increasingly diverse. Non-white suburban voters largely prefer Biden. But let's not discount the obvious. White women in the suburbs are moving away from Trump. A 538 analysis found Biden has a 10-point lead with white suburban women. And a Fox News poll shows suburban women prefer Biden by 35 points in Michigan, 29 points in Pennsylvania, and 21 points in Wisconsin. Vox spoke with Republican and Democratic pollsters, and they said the reason they're hearing from so many suburban women about why they're moving away from Trump comes down to character. They don't like his style or his conduct, his insults or brash behavior. Some of them have said that they turn the TV off when their kids are in the room. Their shift away from the president became clear in 2018, when suburban women in typically Republican areas voted for Democrats in the midterms. Of course, Trump wasn't on the ballot that year, but 538 spoke with a political science professor at the University of Southern California who says the women who left the Republican Party in 2018 are not likely to return for the presidential election. Let's shift now to Latino voters. This is an incredibly diverse group whose opinions vary based on country of origin, race, and many other factors too numerous to name. And yet... Latinos make up the largest population of non-white voters in the U.S., about 13% of all eligible voters. How Latinos vote in Pennsylvania, Arizona, or Florida could make or break the election for Trump or Biden. Let's take Pennsylvania first. It's a competitive state, and both candidates have spent time there in these final weeks of the campaign, in some cases specifically to court Latino voters. Now, even though Latino voters only make up 6% of the state's electorate, Politico says they are the demographic that could tip the scales. Remember, Trump won Pennsylvania by less than one point in 2016. About two-thirds of Latinos in Pennsylvania are Puerto Rican. But Politico reports some Democrats are worried that outreach to this group came too late and that Latinos in Pennsylvania just aren't very enthusiastic about Biden. Arizona is another state where the Latino vote is critical for Biden. Mm -hmm. It's no secret. Arizona has been solidly Republican for decades. But so far, on average, Biden's been polling a few points ahead of Trump. He has a big lead among Latinos in that state, more than 30 percentage points in some polls. But in such a tight race, 
Just a few percentage points can make a big difference. And Vox explains, Biden's weakness in Arizona might be Latino men. To hammer home this point, consider a recent New York Times-Siena College poll. It found, among Latina women, Biden is up by 34 points. But with Latino men, on the other hand, he's only up by eight points. In Florida, Biden is not polling as well among Latinos as Hillary Clinton was four years ago. NBC spoke to young Latinos campaigning for Trump in Florida, and their motivating message to other Latinos in the state is that Trump will bring freedom and democracy to Latin American countries that have suffered under socialist regimes. Voters of Cuban and Venezuelan descent in particular appear to be receptive to Republican messaging that Democrats will turn America into a socialist country. A pollster from Mason-Dixon Polling and Strategy tells Politico, if Biden is going to win Florida, he has to perform at least as well as Clinton did with Latinos in 2016. Other pollsters say for Trump to stay in the White House, he needs to close the gender gap that widened between the parties during the midterm elections in 2018 and convince more women to vote for him. The number of voters who requested mail-in ballots is just astounding. 90 million people. But according to the U.S. Elections Project, as of this morning, more than 36 million of those ballots have not been returned. Now, if you still haven't mailed your ballot in, election officials say, this close to the deadline, you need to find another way to get it to where it needs to go. That's right. And here's why. In more than half of states, ballots must be received by Election Day. This is really important. They can't just be postmarked by Election Day. They have to be in the hands of election officials by Tuesday at the latest. And that includes in a couple of really important battleground states like Arizona and Florida, we just mentioned, but also Georgia, Michigan and Wisconsin. So here's the deal. If you still have your mail-in ballot, don't worry. As NPR reports, there are a few ways to get it in on time. Now, after you make sure you filled out everything and signed whatever is appropriate, you can drop that piece of paper in an official ballot drop box. You can also hand deliver it to your city or township clerk's office. And if you decide you just want to vote in person, you need to do it between now and Tuesday. Though NPR explains the rules vary based on where you live. In some states, if you've already requested an absentee ballot but want to vote in person, you'll have to cast a provisional ballot. Those ballots are counted once clerks can verify you didn't also return an absentee ballot. To be safe, NPR recommends bring your blank absentee ballot to your polling station. You may be able to submit that ballot or cast a traditional ballot. And if you or someone that you know have a disability, NPR says it's a good idea to brush up on your rights as a voter. A study conducted by the Government Accountability Office found in 2016 most polling stations had some kind of impediment for voters with disabilities. Things like no ramps for wheelchairs or inaccessible parking or just bad signage. But by law, polling stations must be accessible to you. You can take all the time that you need to vote and you can bring someone with you or you can request assistance from a poll worker. We'll link to NPR's guide. It's filled with important resources and even phone numbers to call if you run into any problems. Okay, last thing from us today. Have you ever gotten that spooky feeling when you were alone somewhere, maybe a dark basement or attic, or even just your own bedroom? That feeling like 
someone or something is there with you. Your skin gets prickly, your heart starts beating fast, you see something shift in the shadows. But when you finally manage to hit the lights, there's nothing there. According to an article in the magazine Popular Science, there are a lot of good reasons why you might feel so sure that you've been in the presence of something supernatural. It's okay, Shamita. You can admit it if you believe in ghosts. You know, you can do it. (laughs) Popular Science has a list of seven factors that can account for almost any creepy, crawly feeling. One factor is our evolutionary reflex towards danger. Humans have a cognitive bias towards assuming something is dangerous. You know, a better safe than sorry attitude. Another possible factor could be a medical condition. You could be breathing in toxic mold or be having a mild seizure. Both are cited as potential triggers for episodes that feel otherworldly. And then there's some people who can hear a frequency that's below what most humans can detect. It's called the fear frequency, 18.9 hertz. And people who hear this so-called fear frequency are convinced that it's got to be supernatural because there's really no good explanation for it otherwise. Oh yeah, I can hear it. It's always subtly there, just below perception, but I feel it. Ooh, Dorote, give me goosebumps. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Halloween.